This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. The Five Star Zone with Rico Beard. All right, welcome to another edition of the Five Star Zone. Rico Beard, Evan Jenkins. Evan, due to travel, really didn't get a chance to give an instant reaction to the games that happened this past weekend. And uh, scheduling conflict couldn't get in here yesterday. So, sorry, folks. Getting into it today a little bit late, but trust me, don't think you really wanted me to kind of do this thing half sleep in an airport because I left right after the game. By the way, the light rail in Seattle, awesome. Uh, we, I wish we had that here in Michigan. Could you imagine that you and I could hop on the light rail, go up to Lansing? It'll take us, you know, the, the you know, 45 minutes to get there because you can go faster. I'd be all for it. We can sit and talk, fall asleep, do whatever. Coming back from basketball, no more late night, you know, 1 o'clock in the morning type of traveling. So that thing was great. Dropped me off literally across the street from the stadium. So were there Michigan State cornerbacks that were still on that light rail when you got off? I, do. They were at the, I, I don't, don't think they made it to that stadium. I don't know if they were at the airport. There was one. I, I will say this. We're going to talk oh. about the corners. That the overall game, or maybe the game plan was left out. No, you know what? It's it. It reminded me of that old Mike Tyson line. Everybody has a game plan till you get punched in the mouth. Yeah, Michigan State had a game plan, and then Washington punched them in the mouth. It looked as I mean they they drove down the field so quickly. Boom! It was seven nothing. So you're wondering, okay, those plays were scripted, and we'll see how Michigan State responds. They didn't respond. They kicked the ball back to Washington. Washington now drives back down. They're about to go up 14-0, and the defense stepped up. Great goal line stand. It was awesome. I mean, the defense that they're playing, this bend but don't break, this old Tampa 2 defense, where we're going to let you catch balls and we're going to let you do all of this stuff. I I don't think you either. Either you have to change that personnel – Either you got to change that defense or you got to get better personnel because they don't have the personnel to run that defense. I'll give them credit, whereas Michigan State scheming didn't work, Washington's did. Washington basically said, 
We're going to find wherever Chester Kimbrough is, we're going to throw to him. Whoever Cal Halliday is guarding, we're going to throw to him. Now, you know, they did not throw to Chuck Brantley, so that must mean they respect him or says he could change the game. They even later on uh, went after Amir Speed that a lot of people have been kind of afraid to go to at, and they're like, well, let's take our hand. They went after him, and they made him look bad. They, they knew exactly where they were going. They did all the funky motion to set up the exact mismatch that they wanted. You couldn't get pressure on Penix because Penix got rid of the ball so quickly. There was nothing that you could do. I mean, look, I'm going to put it like this. The guy's a pro quarterback. Say what you want. He is a pro. I've been a big fan since he was at Indiana, so this is nothing new, folks. People say, oh, you're just saying that because he beat your team. No, no, no. I was a big fan when he was at Indiana. Trust me, when he when they beat Penn State in that overtime game, I was jumping up and down because I'm like, yes, I told you that kid is good. His biggest thing is he can't stay healthy. But so long as you can keep him upright, that's a pro passer. That may be that, that may be the best quarterback they face, and that includes Stroud, because I, I'm looking at him like this. This guy was a surgeon back there. Also, the other game plan, Evan. Michigan State was able to stymie the run, and they said, screw it, we're not going to run the ball. You can't stop the pass, and we're not going to stop ourselves by trying to run the ball. Let's keep throwing it and keep throwing it and keep throwing it. Every time you thought MSU would come back in the game because, oh, let's go back to the goal line. Stan, you stop them, and then you immediately get Broussard tripping over the right tackle or left tackle, and he then fumbled. I mean, he he Falls just lost his zone. footing in the end zone. Safety. Give the ball your, back. Your all-American punter kicks it out of bounds. Now they get the ball back at the 50, and now it's 16 to nothing before Michigan State gets their second possession. They're already three scores down. I'll give them credit. Peyton Thorne played a good game. I think he was only off by like 12. He, I think he was like 30 for 42 or something like that. Now, but I said the thing is for him, if he threw the ball over 25 times, that was going to be a problem. Yeah, I mean, well, so you you mentioned the Tampa 2, and the whole goal of that defense is to keep everybody in front of you. So that failed utterly because cornerbacks weren't even within five yards on some of these throws. And I'm like, what is going on? You talk about all the the get their matchups, right? Usually defenses are very well disguised. You don't, it's hard for a quarterback to decipher if it's man or if it's zone. The way that they were moving everybody around, you saw real quick that it was man-on-man, yep. especially with that Cal Halliday. And and you don't blame him because he shouldn't be put in that position. Where no, because at that point, honestly, that that's probably uh, Snow. Yeah. So, and it's like yeah. you don't want him defending a running back, who it was, not a receiver, on the outside. And I thought he actually played decent defense. But the problem was when the Spartan defenders were there, their heads were turned. Yeah. To the quarterback. So they had no idea that the ball was there. And it seemed like when they did turn their head is when they were getting burned five yards down the field. Then the offense, I just, I was so blown away by them still trying to force the run. The run wasn't there Saturday night. It just wasn't. It, it is wasn't. what it is. But even in the fourth quarter, you're still trying to keep them you, honest no, with no, running no. it. And you want to like, know why? Because if you run the ball, you eat clock, and you keep Penix off the field. I mean, sure, you but can, you can't afford to be in a shootout with them because that's what they wanted. But that's what the game became when you went down 16 points. You know what I mean? Like, right. it became that kind of game, and you can't take back control. You have to play into their game plan, which obviously Washington knew exactly what they were doing with that defense. 
and it makes you wonder. And I know Mel Tucker had his press conference on Monday and talked about he's a horse bleep coach. And after watching that, he kind of was. I felt the same way where I'm like, what happened? You know, then there was times where they kind of get you excited. They got a little bit back into the game and then they fought back. Now, Tucker was happy after the end of the game. He was like, hey, we didn't quit. It wasn't like Ohio State because people are like, oh, they get their ass kicked. Let, let, me, let me preface that, people. I was at the Ohio State game. That was an ass kicking. Oh, it was. That was bad. You were never in that game. This game was a disappointment. This game was an embarrassment because you stumbled out the gate and you never can get your footing. You never can get back. The closest you got was, I think, uh, I think they got it within eight. They, they got it within nine points. That's what it was. It was nine points, and you got the ball back. And, I mean, you know, you had a two-point conversion that, that Broussard dropped. I mean— That kid didn't play I, his best game. I would not have—he also got his bell rung, too. But I, I would not have went for two on that play. But I'm like, okay, you went for two, and it was like, bam, he was wide open. Hit him right in the three— it, off the nipples, I, I and he drops it. It was like Ron Rivera was watching that game and was like, you know what? That's a great idea. I'm going to go for two every time. But, yeah, it's like, okay, with six minutes left to go in the game, you actually had an opportunity. This is where you missed Jaden Reed on the punt return. This is where you missed that that other guy other than Keon Coleman because he had a big game. Man, you they got punched in the mouth. They got to fix this scheme. I look at this defense, and it was deja vu from last year. Deja vu meaning they were the worst pass defense last year. It looked the same. I don't see the improvements that Scotty Hazleton has done. I thought a year into the system, maybe the guys have gotten this thing. I don't know if it's the talent. I don't know if it's the scheme. I don't know if it's the coaching. Something needs to get fixed. Now, Mel Tucker comes out. You know, like I said, he he, he went out there. He called himself a horseshit coach. What are you going to do about it? We're going to see. It takes what it takes. All the platitudes that he keeps saying, this week is going to show us. Mel is just talking and walking. Yeah, and okay? he's talking about personnel changes too. And we don't know if that means on the field. We don't know if that means on the sideline. Because under Scotty Hazleton, that defense does not apply really adequate blitz pressure or pressure at all. Uh, Washington said, okay, Jacoby Winman, we're going to double-team you. We don't think anybody else can beat you. Guess what? They were right. Like, everything that they said that was going to happen, happened. Michigan State didn't have a counter for that. They never got pressure on Penix. Nope. They never got a hand on him. The one time they got him, it was a personal foul, which I don't believe that was a personal foul. That was just a tackle. After the guy leaves his feet and goes for the tackle, this ain't the Matrix. You can't just stop I'll never or understand that. How in midair you're supposed to let go and forget everything you've ever been taught in the right. sport ever, right? Ever. That's called gravity. That's it's not roughing the passer. Finishing That's, the play. Right. He's now in my arms. I'm in the air. I gotta land. He's underneath me. Don't know what to say. Uh, but yeah, I, I look at this Hazleton thing, and this this has the. It almost feels like Scott Frost here, where. I think it feels like his days are numbered unless things have, are going to change. And I don't know. This ain't the NFL where you could bring in free agents and, and people in the middle of the year. These are the guys that you got. I don't know if they have the personnel to, to actually play a great defense because now, you know, the, the easy part of your schedule is over. Now you got uh, a Minnesota team that's going to try to run the ball like crazy with Mo Ibrahim. 
Then you, the next week, you're going to fly out to Maryland, and now you're going to have Talia Tungvaloa, who is averaging 400 yards a game. Now, he's more like his brother, where it's a lot, a little more higher risk that plays, whereas, like I said, Penix, Penix is an NFL QB. I can stand in the pocket. I'm going to do this, and if I have to, I'll scramble, but I don't want to. And then after that, you get you get to graduate for Ohio State. So I would say Ohio State is going to be their next test. No, their next test is how do you bounce back from this? Mel, does it take what it takes? Can you do what it takes? You know, are you going to keep chopping and chop away some of the fat that we see out there on the defense because you you can't have that type of thing? And knowing that people are, there's some that are just waiting for your demise because you make too much money. It looks like you're in over your head. You can't go out there and just all of a sudden spot a team 22 points and expect to come back and win the game. You're not that good. I don't know how many teams in America really are that no, good. No, but, you know, it's, it's you know, it, I, they have to do something. The Scotty Hazleton thing, I don't know. I never really understood the fascination with him. When you look at his defense in the Big 12, he only had one year where I think he was a top 30 defense. Other than right. that, he was a Big 12 coordinator. They don't play defense in the Big 12. And it kind of has rolled over where you look at this MSU defense, they don't really have an identity. They, you know, I, you, you missed the days where Narduzzi was the press coverage and we're going to blitz the hell no out of the fly zone, blah, blah, blah. Right. This is more, <laughs> you, you. it feels like you start the game off in the prevent and you pray for, in the Tampa 2, you basically are hoping for the other team to make a mistake. Right. You're the look- problem is when the quarterback doesn't, Evan. Yeah, and <laughs> this Michigan State didn't even make it so he would make a mistake. You know what I mean? Like, he had exactly what he wanted on every single last play, and it's it's disappointing to watch. But So we talked about what it could be, but out of your main opinion, what do you think is the main problem on the defense? Is it Hazleton? Is it the players? Is it the scheme? I, I I look at it and I say, Hazleton doesn't have the history. Like, if, if this was an anomaly and he was a lights-out defensive coordinator at other places, maybe. But I don't – I, I went back and looked at his track record. It's like he's he's never been that great D coordinator. Right. The so, other cog that's in there, too, is Mel Tucker started coaching the corners this year. Right. And I wonder – I mean – they weren't even in positions half the time to make the right play. And, I mean, you're making these receivers look like Chris Olave and Garrett Wilson. And they're nice receivers out there in Washington. And maybe and maybe Washington is way better than what people thought going into the season. And they're the threat out of the Pac-12 this year. Granted, we still have to wait and see that. But with Penix, I mean, he changes it up. And, and their defense isn't anything special. I mean, Michigan State was still able to move the ball. Yeah. When they were throwing it, but that's that's the thing that confuses me a lot too. Is just, I mean, the, the defense is good when it comes to the run. When it comes to the pass, it's awful. It's the same old, same old. It's and bad. when you're playing off, but it's almost like it's a preview. You're inviting for the quick slant, and you're inviting for all of that stuff because you're playing seven, eight yards off the guy. So a quarterback, a good quarterback, takes what you get. I start throwing that short one, you start moving up, and then I go right over the top, and it works. And you saw that. I mean, just when it looked like Michigan State may be getting back into this game, and I think, what was it, 15, 
what did they get it down to? Was it 15 to 20? It was 22 to 8 at halftime or going in. They scored with like a minute and a half to right. go, and then they went right back down and scored. Right. Washington. It was like, okay, you got it to 8, 22 to 8, maybe it is. And then they got the ball well, back. At halftime, they were supposed to get the ball back. So it's like, right. okay, all you need to do is keep them out of the end zone for a minute and a half. Right. You get the ball back, you score, you make this a ball game. And then that's where I thought it was over, right then and there at halftime. Right, when all of a sudden there's Cal Halliday guarding somebody at the right there on the goal line. When he like, was right there, just dude. out of position. No, because he just if you turn around, you get the pick, and you go into the locker room feeling good about yourself, you're coming out. It was those little things. I mean, Tucker talked about the game of inches. It was that play. It was the play coming back out when they just drove down the field and it was busted coverage, and you see Angelo Gross yelling at somebody like, I wasn't supposed to be covering this guy. But I was the closest one. Why weren't you there? Another busted coverage. It's like they had a plan, but they keep running the same plan. And you could tell from the Indiana background that both the coach, DeBoer, and and, and Penix had, they knew exactly what Michigan State was going to do. Michigan State had nothing new, no surprises. And they had they probably had to think to themselves, is it really this easy? They, they really didn't plan anything else. They really thought they were going to beat us. With the same things that they did to beat Akron, okay, good luck with that because that's not going to work. You know, it kind of, now that we're talking about it, it reminds me of when Michigan played Georgia. I know, obviously, different setting and everything, but it looked like Michigan didn't plan anything other than what they did all year long, and Georgia yeah. looked at it like, oh, okay, we saw all of this on film. Right, like, is this- and that's exactly what it seemed like, is that they did what they thought was working. Washington goes, oh, my God, they actually didn't change anything. Yeah. And we're like, let's go. Let's rip it. I mean, right now, Michigan State, again, contrary to what you see in newspaper headlines, Michigan State is not the worst pass defense. They are 103rd. Oh, you defense. you saw that headline? Yeah. I mean, guys, it's called Internet, Google. No, oh, everybody's salacious, especially uh, these newspapers. Right. I mean, Arkansas is sitting at 131. Michigan State's at 103. I'm not saying 103 is great. No, but it's not dead last. But and you know what? They were dead last you, last you, year. You may want to just do better Whatever. with your research department and not look so much like you you bought and paid for by another program. You know? Oh, Maybe. you think they're the ones that bought all those subscriptions? Because they ain't getting a dollar out of my pocket. Right. So just saying. So yeah, I'm MSU, sure that was a free story too that everybody could go see. Uh, Michigan State. Uh, we got to see what happens because Minnesota's going to try to pound the rock now. Good news is that fits that defense. They're more of a run-stop defense. I don't know if Tanner Morgan is going to just light it up, especially that they're, one of their receivers is out for the well, year. Their top receiver, yeah. So you got to see. Uh, you got to bounce back from this game. You got to see what happens. Tucker is taking this stuff personal. We'll see what all this means because if not, it's just all talk, Evan, and – yeah. The last thing I want to even say about this, but Tucker was saying something about players not showing up to treatments on time and stuff. And why does that come to light now? Like, why why is that even an issue? No, I, I think what he's saying is, and maybe the fact that they, to use the old Tom Izzo line, maybe they've gotten fat and sassy. Okay. We won the uh, Peach Bowl. We were 11 and 2. We knocked off Michigan. You know, we were a top ranked team. Reading their own press clips. Right. And yeah, you know, we were, you know, we school, we're doing all of this stuff. So you kind <clears> of, <throat> you lose that edge. And if you're, if you're Michigan, you can't lose your edge because you're not that talented. No, that's the best thing they've <clears throat> had going for them in the last 15 years is that edge. Right. So when you don't have the Alabama, Ohio State talent, you got to have the edge. You got to have the scheme. You got to have personnel. 
which is why I do go back to look at that Hazleton defense. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Uh, Evan, uh, Jesus, man. <laughs> I, I I know they have Minnesota and Maryland, but you're already like, what, what are you going to do against Ohio State? Well, and Wisconsin as well. I mean, I, granted, they're not a powerhouse that we thought they were going to be, but that team is always up for the challenge. Right, but you you didn't show me anything new. So I, I do, that's why I question. I, look, I'm not for, Hamilton's a good dude. Sure. But I got a question what are you doing to keep people off your back? What are you doing new? What are you doing to prove that you are a Big Ten Power Five defensive coordinator? Because every year when there's a number one next to your pass defense and it ain't number one and it ain't number 11. And it follows with a zero. And it follows with two digits after <laughs> that number one. You're not doing your job. You, at that point, put your own self on the firing line, I understand why people are upset because this is no different than what I saw last season. You just got different people. And this Kimbrough, same guy, he was getting torched last year. So you mean to tell me that none of the incoming freshmen are anything that you're going to stick? the? This was the best thing that you can come up with. The whole week of sleep deprivation and all of that stuff that you did yeah, it's all cute and fun and games until you go out there and, and embarrass yourself. Well, and we don't get to watch practice, but maybe sometimes they say some kids shut down when the bright lights turn on. Dude, all, all I know was I'm sitting there on the sideline, and I can see Kimbrough just, he's getting toasted. Oh, yeah, I'm telling my wife, I'm like, watch 12. I mean, watch. honestly, I just felt like handing him a toaster saying, here you go, man. I mean, there was one play where the receiver turned back. Kimbrough turns back, and it's almost like his legs stop working when he turns back. Right. And the receiver gets even more separation. I'm like, oh, my God. Right. He's not knocking the ball. No. Just put your hands up if that's the case. you know what that tells me? That Washington looked in the film room and said, okay, in the huddle, here's what we're going to do. Whoever Kimbrough lines up over, you're getting the ball. Don't make any gestures. Don't do anything. Don't tap your helmet. None of that. I see it. Mm -hmm. I can read. One, two. I see him. Okay? I'm going to scan. Okay, Evan, Kimbrough has you. Go. You automatically know. 
I don't have to do any adjustments, any audibles, and boop, 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 you run your pattern, and I'm going to hit you because he can't cover you. Until they took him out of the game, they brought back Ronald Williams. He really didn't do much, and it's just like, guys, they did, Washington did a great job scheming their guys open. That's what you do when you don't have that type of talent. I would like to see them take advantage of mismatches on defense and honestly on offense as well. Why don't you guys take advantage of mismatch and do things like, I mean, I, I look at Ethan Hunt. I mean, great story, walk-on kid, Bob, you know, punter, tight end. Two-yard receptions. You, you mean to tell it. me that Malik Carr isn't more athletic than Ethan Hunt? Like, this this is where you start to fall into that D'Antonio, I'm just going to put the good story out there instead of the best player. I see Malik Carr make a catch, and then I see him run down the field. I see him stiff-arm people. I see people, him dragging folks down. He had two plays in that game. That's wild. Like, yeah, it's – I don't know if they're necessarily putting the best people in the best position out on the field. I don't know what's happening. That was a rude awakening that they really – they got to get their stuff together. So we'll see what happens. But my my somewhat instant reaction got embarrassed. It wasn't the worst. Ohio State was just flat out, you didn't belong on the field. This was disappointing. This was you dug a hole so deep. You don't have enough players and talent to get out of that you know, hole. And it was almost identical to Purdue last year. You know what I mean? They they got great ranking. They're and you know what four the funny in thing the was? nation. Purdue, yeah, Purdue game all changed. And this and most people won't admit this. It all changed early in the game. Michigan State was driving. Kenneth Walker fumbled. Yep. And it was and, like his and, only one of the year. And after in- that, Purdue took a lead and they never could get close. And in this game, you took the punch in the mouth, you punched back, you got the ball, and then you just stained the sheets. <laughs> two consecutive plays, an extra nine points. Mm-hmm. And you look at the final score and you're like, well, geez, if you didn't do that, I mean, think about it. Okay, that and then the play right before the half. It, it's crazy. That's 16 points right there. You just handed them and a team that was already handling you. So that's my reaction for that. For Michigan, dude, they won. You know what? Quips, when you don't play Wall Lake Western and you schedule a real team, I'll give you a feedback. You won. Irony is you lost Cade for some time. Uh, we'll see what happens. I guess Jim Harbaugh doesn't have to play the quarterback switch. I think deep down probably had a little smile like, thank God, I don't have to act like I really care about both quarterbacks. J.J. is now going to be my guy. You get your first taste of a power. I think this is your first power five school that you're going to play. And that's going to be coming up against Maryland. And you're still 16 and a half point favorites. So what so, does that tell you? It tells me bet the over is going to be a shootout. I don't think you're going to see a ton of defense. Uh, Michigan defense will finally get tested because Tua's coming in. I mean, Talia throwing. 65 and a half is that over. Yeah, and it's gone up. It was 62. It started off at 56. So if you're going to bet it, you better bet it now. God, that is. It will hit 70. I mean, the fact that, so I'm just looking at, you know, the numbers for the year right now. And Maryland averages more yards a game than Michigan does. Yeah. 499 yards a game, where Michigan's 497, and they've played nobody. So, granted, they're not airing it out like they could or anything like that. But Michigan's defense is going to get tested this week. Their offense will be tested next week against uh, Iowa. Yeah, it's going to – if you could combine the two, you might have a real, real good game. So, yeah. But 
But, you know, we talked about it last week about Iowa was giving, what, 24 points to Nevada, and they won 27 nothing. They covered. <laughs> now, I was I said take the under. I felt safer with the under. Yeah. The under was 39 and a half. He didn't even man. come close. It, so. I mean, I, I'm – I'm going to be interested just as a fan of college football and the Big Ten to watch Michigan to see what they do. I mean, we've heard about Maryland's offense. Remember that game? Was it a couple years ago where they played Penn State on like a Friday night or something and everything was going and Penn State just throttled them? Yeah. Well, you know what it was? It, it was kind of like that state game. They got punched in the mouth. Yeah. And it was over. And I don't know. They, interception, interception, interception. Yep. Oh, my best receiver just breaks his leg. Oh, my other receiver. Breaks his leg. Okay, now we got nothing. Yeah. And now we get embarrassed. It's 40 to nothing at halftime. Uh, the other team, I really we, – we're going to do the Big Ten power rankings, maybe do it today or do it earlier this week. I, I'm going to give – I got a new number one team. Is it Penn State? It's Penn State. Wonder why? Because they're, they're going out and doing it against teams. Penn State is 3-0. and oh. They've played on the road twice yeah. against two Power 5 opponents. Well, people are going to say, well, Purdue's already lost two games. Okay. It's Power 5. Oh, yeah. And they gave them all they could handle. On the on the road, you had to come back. You then go into SEC territory and take Auburn. Yeah, this ain't Cam Newton's Auburn. That's still Auburn. That's still SEC. You manhandled them. Throttle. That true freshman, we talked about him a little last week, Singletary. Dude, that kid between is between legit. between uh, Nicholas Singleton and Singleton. Cameron uh, Allen, uh, Cantron Allen, 180 yards roughly Dude. that they rushed for, and four touchdowns, and then they stopped Tank Bigsby. No, it took him right out of the game. 39 yards. Yeah, Penn State. They're legit. Say what you want. Hey, they played two Power Five teams on the road. Nobody else has done that. No, they're three and zero. You know, we've made fun of Sean Clifford in the past, but, I mean, that kid, and I'm going to take another shot, but he's a vet out there. No doubt about six, it. Six-year vet, but, man. He gets I, it. I'm impressed with what they are now. Now, once again, when I do my power rankings, it's not what I think they're going to finish. It's where no. they are right now. Absolutely. And right now, I respect what Penn State has done over Ohio State. God knows over Michigan. I yeah, mean, I mean, I think it goes Penn State one, well Ohio State two. Because, I mean, yet again, Ohio State is still what they did. And, I mean, they beat Notre Dame. You can say what you want about Notre Dame not being the team that you thought they were. But, I mean, Toledo showed a little offense this year playing. And Ohio State was just like, you know what, we're going to go drop 77 on you. Right. And it's just, I'm glad to see two teams that are really up there. Michigan could be a third team, and we're going to learn so much about them. But Penn State, that true freshman quarterback that they have, that they're getting a few snaps here and there, that kid's going to be a menace, too, in the Big Ten. He's 6'5", 250. He's got an arm for days. And then you pair him up with this running back, and you're like, oh, my God, they're going to be a force. So, yeah, there there we have it. So, um, We'll be back later on this week. Got a question? Yeah, my, my question is, in regards to Michigan State, do they bounce back this week? Are you expecting to see something different? When I say that, can they keep a team under 20 points? Can they keep this Minnesota team under 20 points? You know, that's two touchdowns and a field goal, right? Mo Ibrahim is... is he is, but they've if, always if, played well against the run. If you can't stop him, this could turn into Chris Perry in Michigan when he rushed the ball 52 times. Oh, three yards a pop. And and, they, and it was death by a thousand cuts. Yeah. I mean, he didn't have any big runs, but it was just another cut. Well, and another cut. And it's, and again... So it's not being able to get off the field on third down. Yeah. 
which once again leads goes back to Hamilton and defense. Man, you can't bring pressure. Your blitzes are just non-existent. And I mean, and the crowd was really good at the beginning of the game on TV. You oh, could dude, hear the go green, go white. Evan, I was there. There was probably a good twenty-five thousand Spartan fans. They didn't. It wasn't all sold out. There were some empty seats. You could see there was a section one of yeah. the end zones that was pretty empty. And two, at first, it, I was it, like, maybe that's the band. No, but. it was it was two sections, like you know, almost like receding hair, like on the side. It looked like me. It was coming down, <laughs> and yeah, the fans were ready to erupt. They were out there. They were ready to turn that plane, paint that place green, and. They got kicked right in the nuts and yeah, never got was, back up. Yeah, it was up. just like that, that, that whole shocker. So, yeah, I thought maybe they could seal it at the end, but that that wasn't going to happen. Um, but yeah. it is a show-me game for every single person wearing green and white in East Lansing, right? Yeah. From All the way from Mel Tucker to the punter, they need to show that this team is not the same team. I mean, I was glad to see emotion out of Mel Tucker. Now, it's monotone emotion. I understand that. But just the fact that he went on that podium, called himself a crap coach and needs to do better, and at least he sees it, right? There's a lot of coaches that we know, well, we got to do better. We got to prepare better. Yeah, it's ultimately on me saying all the cliche crap. Mel Tucker's like, I suck. It's personal. I need to take it personally. And I don't care about the money. Money don't mean anything to me. I'm not paying it. You're not paying it. It's not yeah. like the kids that are going to school are paying it. People with that kind of money are the ones paying it. Right. And, and guess what? Five years from now, that's not even going to be close to one of the highest paid coaches in college football. It's not even close now. He's already, I think, like fourth or fifth or sixth. But uh, yeah. in five years, he's going to be it's, 20. You know what? It's like NFL quarterbacks. It's whoever's sitting in the seat at the time is going to be the highest paid until the next person sits in yeah, the seat. Yeah, I mean, Matthew Stafford was the highest paid quarterback in the history so, of the NFL yeah. and didn't win anything. Yeah, people, are, look, for what he's done— the COVID year, he counts it. I just kind of disregarded it. Like, look, dude, you took the job. You couldn't even meet with your players. It was until, six scrimmages or right, five scrimmages. That right. You didn't meet your players until September. And to, to shake their hand with a mask on and probably had latex gloves and say, hi, I'm your coach. Other than that, it was all Zooms. It was all this. The next year, he comes out. He's 11-2. and two. And, and and you know what? And maybe that was, you know, lipstick on a pig, right? And and Kenneth Walker overcame some of that stuff. And and maybe he did. The Michigan game, I would flat out say, without Kenneth Walker, they do right. not win that game. But you can't convince me against Rutgers or what Miami. Northwestern and Miami, he didn't like shut the house down because right. that was more I mean, Naylor was there and right. Reed was there. But you got they're better than an eight-win program every year. And that's what you got to see out of them, right? Right. In order to do that, you got to win some of the 50-50 games they lost. But I thought that was a 50-50 game. This so did one, I. This one's a 50-50 game against Minnesota. We'll see what happens. Minnesota's favorite as of now. Like three points. We'll have to see what happens with Reed, whether he's going to be back. I, look, man, if you saw what happened. I'm not – he hit that bench. Hard. And he, and he hit it – he hit it perfectly on the corner. Well, yeah. At full speed and the corner – like went into him and caused this deep cut. So for all the Tommy Tough guys saying, well, just put a Band-Aid on it and get him out there, dude. I'm quite sure he had to get stitches. I don't think you want somebody with their helmet, you know, coming up to you, plowing you right into your stitches, and then now they reopen. It's that. You got shoulder pads on you. We don't know where that cut is on his back. It's somewhere on the back, right. And they probably have the the lower back padding there. All that's going to rub on it, so... 
Yeah, we'll just shoot him up. It's like, guys, if it was that easy, I'm sure he would have. Yeah, until the blood is coming through his jersey and everybody's then going to criticize Mel Tucker for playing an He's captain. Kid. You know, now he's just pulling a Kurt Schilling. Yeah. The bloody sock. Or it goes the other way and they call on like Dave Brandon when he played Shane Morris yeah, with a concussion. So, uh, it's a lose lose, right. right? And especially Michigan State, it's always polarizing. I mean, Izzo yells at Aaron Henry on the bench, this guy's trying to kill the kid. Right. It's it's like, Self esteem and we got to get him help. And Henry's like, what are you talking about? Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, Hopefully you have Reed back. You got Jacob Slade because you missed him on the D line. We'll 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 have to just wait and see, Evan. So we'll be back later on in this week with a preview of the upcoming Saturday. But until then, guys, keep subscribing, keep liking. You know what? Not just us, cash a ticket, all the other podcasts that are out there. For Evan Jenkins and Rico Beard, thanks for listening and watching the Five Star Zone.